All right, family. Welcome back to another episode of Documented Dreams. This is episode six. And my name is Janelle Haynes. I am the founder and owner of Just Be LLC. I'm also the proud president of Eagle 7 Early Risers Toastmaster Club. And so this is my opportunity to share with you some people that are near and dear to my heart. And I just love their stories. And we're here just to provide an opportunity for them to document their dreams and share about some of the things that are so important to them that they have either turned into a business or just turned into a beautiful life story. And today, I'm super excited because I have Nikki Harvey, AKA Nikki D to me. <laughs> know her for some time now. And she is doing some awesome things in her life and for her family, in our communities. And I just wanted her to be able to share her story here today. She is the owner and founder of Invest Well. She's gonna, she's gonna tell us personally more about what that is. She's also a realtor. She's had a variety of experiences growing up as well as building her career in the um, remodeling space, if you will, or she's also a designer in her own right. At least I like to think about it that way. But she can tell us more about that. So we'll just jump right in. Nikki, mm -hmm. could you please tell us, if you were gonna introduce yourself to some person, you know, you had this one to two minute speech on the elevator, what would that speech be? Oh my gosh. I probably would tell them I'm a realtor and an investor and a mom. I mean, I would probably keep it very brief. Realtor, that's that. Okay. Yeah. What What does that mean to you to be a realtor, realtor, investor, and a mom? Um, from the real estate standpoint, it's connecting people with homes or selling homes um, for them to move on. Um, you almost become like family for a short period of time. You're like the best friend for a little while. Investor, you know, we buy properties, we fix them up, we um, sell them. Um, we're in the process of keeping uh, some for rentals and going into the commercial space. So that's where InvestWell kind of comes along. And then of course, mom, because probably if I'm in the elevator, I will probably have one of my three children with me more than likely. <laughs> right, <laughs> so that right. might be rather obvious. Um, and that's a lifelong thing. So, yeah. I love that. Once you got them, you don't send them back. Oh, no. There, there's no turning back. <laughs> you are a parent for life, as they yes. say. Yes. Uh, I think it's so important that you said, you know, family and then best friend. Because right. if we're going to build a relationship where I'm going to put you in a place or help get you into a place where you feel comfortable, right? Or you right. feel like you can welcome other people in. It has to have that familiar feel. And I think right, right. one of the beautiful things about you is one, one thing I know for sure is that you are an awesome friend. You are one of the best friends. And so I would absolutely want to work with someone who's going to put me in a space where I get to invite my best friends, my family, right. and those that are close to me in a space where someone has helped me get to that place, right? And so why right. not have Nikki be that person? So I think it's just a perfect marriage for you to be in that space where you get to connect people and yeah. help them create a warm space. So, you know, when you're doing that, what are some of the things that you learn about your customers that make it, you know, you to help them create that space? Um, I really just try to listen to what they're wanting, whether it's the buying side or the selling side. And then I like to be very honest with them about the expectations based on what they want, what they can afford, or if they're selling. I just 
I want to be straightforward so people won't, you know, say, why did you say this? Why did you say that? So that, for me, it's that. And, and it works for me because in some situations, I kind of have to bring them back in, you know, where mm-hmm. someone may say, well, I think I'm going to just do this. And I'm like, yeah, but you said you want it, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, you know, I'll say my spiel. After that, it's kind of their decision. Yeah. But I don't want to just throw someone into a house or have them sell it for less than or maybe um if it needed extra work or something that you know i just want to be realistic with my with my clients yeah so that's awesome and so how long did it take you to get to this place where you knew you know it was important for you to build those type of relationships and ask the right question how long did it take you to get to this place where you said you know where i can do that where i can make these connections and thrive you know and this is the space, real, you know, um, a realtor, an investor, a buyer, a seller. How long did it take you to get to this place? Man, it, it took a while. I got my license in 2011. And I think for me, it started back my, maybe a year after school or last year in school, my mom and my sister, we went to the parade homes and we were looking at all of the million dollar houses. And then it kind of became like a little hobby where we would go on the weekends and look at houses or look at neighborhoods and I like never got tired of doing that you know they were like look we're ready to go home I'm like wait wait we're gonna go down this one more street <laughs> and I just really enjoyed it so it, it got to a point where it's like you know what maybe I should look into this as something career-wise because I never really get tired of looking um so I did end up getting my license after I got married. My husband encouraged me to do so. I was pregnant with baby number two and um, just kind of went from there. It was a slow build because I had a full-time job still. And he really, where I am now really is because of him because he kind of pushed me to get out of my comfort zone um, with social media. And that was just not my thing. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, he was like, I think you need to, you know, kind of reach your audience more. And I'm like, eh, I'd like to be a little more private. But that really kind of catapulted me to being a more sustainable with the career of real estate. Nice. It's always nice to have that person who's like, no, I see this. And I right. Really, and you trust them, right? Because people see right. that's all the time. And they're like, oh, you yeah. should have that. But it's always yeah. that one person who you know. Is yeah, you that right. You know, it's the right person to give you that advice, or you, you know, you trust them enough to say, "Okay, I'm gonna try it." You know, right, and, right. And, and that's it's beautiful to have that as a partner. That's a whole nother yeah, <laughs> yeah, whole nother episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, because that that takes time too, right? And so, you know, that leads me to my next question: Who, who believes in you the most? Definitely, Flip, my husband, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, how does that feel? Yeah. It feels good. I mean, we had a really good friendship before we became more. And so he's a safe space for me. And so, um, I don't know, we just kind of push each other, push and pull each other, so to speak. Yeah. I guess the yin, the yang, whatever you want to call yeah. it. But <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. So if you were to have your story told, at what point in your life would that story start? And then who would you have tell it? Oh my God. You know, I don't know because 
you know, back in the day, I would say, oh, I would want to have it start when I was younger because, you know, I grew up with all of my cousins. We were like sisters and we just had like the craziest adventures. You were a part of some of those. Yeah. <laughs> and it would probably be so fun to see, you know, on television. Yeah. But where I am now is just totally different, I guess, maturity and growth. Yeah. So it, that would be very hard to choose. I guess maybe now because I've evolved more. Um, versus being young and fun. It's still fun, but just a lot more wiser. Yeah, because you're definitely lots of fun. Like, I, I would be <laughs> devastated. <laughs> I would be devastated if somebody was like, well, your dick is not fun anymore. Excuse me, what? No, you're not talking about my friend. Let me see her for myself. Like, I'd be trying to find you. I would not believe it at all. And I'd be trying to find flips because I'd be like, you did it to my girl look i'm trying to be fun until like to the day is over yeah until the party stops exactly still eating brownies cakes and rice krispie treats all the things out the bowl yes (laughs) what can jail what no i want it right now give me my bowl right now that's awesome gym the next day (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah the guilt would quickly settle in for sure okay what is one fact that no one knows about you no one knows but at one time I wanted to pursue acting and be a stylist so I don't know do you remember when I was in a, was a dark testament in high school do you oh, yes. That play? oh yes we okay so that. I had a yeah so I had a leading role in the play okay and which is odd because as extroverted as I am stay like speaking in front of people singing doing all that like I just I don't know I, I kind of clam up so I really enjoyed that to where I, I considered like hmm, maybe when I go to school I'll do theater or I'll move out to LA plus I enjoy fashion so I'm trying to figure out do I do you know styling or try to do acting or singing but I just that's something I never really shared with people because I was scared to do it I wasn't the kind of person that he's like girl sing me a song on fire I was like mm-hmm. <laughs> That would not be me. So I kind of kept that to myself. If I became successful, then great. But other than that, that was like a a me, myself, and I kind of thing. Yeah. Cool. I love that. That I, I lo- that's one of my favorite questions to ask because you never know what people are gonna say, especially when you, yeah. think you, you know someone and then yeah. Like, but I know there's something. There's something. <laughs> Ooh, there's something. <laughs> okay. Oh, so yeah. what what is your personal mission? Really to try to be kind. I am not always successful with that. But <laughs> you know, I try to be kind and um, and keep it just, you know, that's the free thing. Yeah. A lot of people are not kind or they don't get kindness. So that's what I try to do. So what would be your, be your one word to describe yourself? Fun. I, you know, I want to dig into that just a little bit. And the reason why, you know, I, you don't need me to affirm you, but that was probably the biggest draw, right? Because I love to laugh. And I love random laughter, right. you know, right. and kindness. And right. I could always count on that with you. You know, no matter how crazy things are, I have a coworker who kind of reminds me of you a little bit. But she'll, you know, it'll be a rough day and she'll say something like, but guess what? You could be ugly. 
<laughs> and I'm like, who? <laughs> that would be something that Nikki would say all day. Yeah. Time. Like, yes, absolutely. You know, you need those type of people in your life to find the silver lining, the fun. And yeah. also good at laughing at yourself, which is something that, you know, keeps us humble. I appreciate that yeah. about you because you showed me how to do that at a young yeah. age, you know, because it's so easy to get embarrassed. You know, you fall, yeah. you know, in front of everybody, you know, you yeah. run, run into something randomly, right? hoping people don't see, you know, but yeah. if you pause and laugh at yourself in that moment, it just kind of eases the embarrassment. It does. Of, like, yeah. Really not that yeah. deal. And so that is absolutely one of the things I appreciate that you have been consistent in and that you always did. You you can laugh at yourself, you can laugh at us, you can help me find a way to laugh at myself. And it's almost yeah. like a moment, but you know, which could be ugly kind of thing. <laughs> that's, that's the energy that it gives. <laughs> that it gives. Um and I, I am truly grateful for that, you know, being a part of our relationship. So with that being said, we yeah. talk about relationships and You've been a really good friend and you make people feel like family. So who would you have, you know, in sports, we always have the starting lineup. We have the, you know, the best six man. You have all these awards. Who would be in your starting lineup? And you don't have to name them specifically, but maybe tell us some attributes of people that would be in your starting lineup. I think I would have probably um, an eclectic variety lineup-wise because I think my circle now i might be the the craziest friend now and it wasn't always that case so the other friends are more voice of reason and um so definitely my sister would be one you would be one my cousin you know would be one uh, my friend sonya who you've met yeah. which i have to take her with a grain of salt because she may be a little crazy like me so i have to kind of <laughs> I have to take that, just you know, but yeah. um, they're the ones that normally I would kind of go to outside of, you know, my husband and my mom, because yeah. moms give mom advice, mm. which is very different from friend advice. Yeah. So they would be the ones I would probably say with my starting lineup, if I, you know, needed something, they would be who I would go to. Yeah. So... You know, you're you're talking about your lineup, and you brought up your cousins quite a bit, and yeah. I think that's all, that's another connection we have because me and my cousins grew up very close too. Yeah, and you know, you had your sister cousins, your brother cousins. Yeah, those relationships are invaluable. They are, and you know, that's like the start, the the training ground for it being is. a good friend. You know, it and is because your your blood, so you almost have to just interact in yeah or at least our parents created that created an environment where you were going to be with your cousins but yeah. to be able to call a cousin best friend i think is a very it's, it's an additional blessing honestly yeah you know because yeah. you know it's understood i got a cousin i got family and i know they support me but to be able to call them like i would call a friend right that's something that you 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 cannot um Put a put a value on honestly right so, you know talk about that what was what was that building like what was the was it organic or did y'all i mean you know i know how family we can fall out we can fall in love and yeah, <laughs> out love, yeah. But. i mean honestly i can't remember a time where they weren't there i mean i have a picture from my first birthday party and brandy and christina were at my first birthday party and so we were just 
I mean, that's all I really ever knew. Yeah. And so, I mean, we just, you know, we'd be at grandma's together. We'd go to each other's houses. You know, even when we got older, you know, even you would come and hang with, you know, we kind of yeah. had our core friend circles and then like other friend circles and they would kind of intermingle sometimes. Like yeah. Brandy had her set of friends, had my set of friends. Sometimes we would hang out with each other. Yeah. Um, so we just, we did a lot of dirt and good and fun <laughs> and bad together. <laughs> And even through college and adulthood, like, yeah. you know, our husbands all get along. We had children at the same time. We actually yeah. have a group chat that we chat probably almost every day, if not, you know, every other day, but just us, just the girl cousin. Yeah. And so I just can't imagine a time where they weren't there. We vacationed together. You know, our kids grew up together like we did. So it's just really a nice, a nice thing and um, definitely blessed that we all stayed in the same area. Nobody really, I think if they moved away, they may have come back after a short time, but yeah. everyone is still local. So yeah. that's also nice as well. Yeah, that's a blessing. Uh, Jerry and I try to be intentional about, you know, having those cousin times for our kids. And so yeah. they're really close to my brother's sons. Yeah, and, and and we were intentional about that, and then also building relationships. Jerry doesn't have any nieces or nephews, you know, outside right. of my family, and so we try to make sure that the cousins that he's close to, they also have a relationship with, because you know, you yeah. know, we don't live in North Carolina anymore, but the opportunity right. to go back, you want to feel like you're still in a home, a home right. setting, right? So yeah, yeah, I think that's so beautiful. Okay, we're gonna change gears a little bit. Okay. One of my favorite quotes is we often teach what we must learn. When you learn, teach. And that's a combination of Maya Angelou and Oprah Winfrey. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you hear that quote, what comes up for you? What do you think about? Um, okay, repeat the quote again. Yeah. We often teach what we must learn. When you learn, teach. When I hear that, I almost feel like it's, you know how you kind of give advice to people, but mm -hmm. you also are, I don't want to say need to take it yourself. It's mm -hmm. a, a growth for you. That's kind of yeah. what that reminds me of when you're telling somebody something, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> as I <laughs> minister to you. <laughs> that has ministered to me as well. Where did that come from? That's to me what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, just kind of that wisdom that you spit out. Yeah. That you didn't know was there. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I needed that myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like that, <laughs> that, su that surprise inner wisdom came out of you and like, oh, wait. Okay. Yeah. Your chest get a little bit bigger. Your shoulders. <laughs> you know, you, you set your shoulders back with some different type of. Exactly. Like, oh, like I, I exactly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I love it. What is your best or your first childhood memory? I don't think I really have one. I just, I have so many. I can't pick just one. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I, I just, my husband likes to say we grew up like the Cosby. So I, it, it's just too many moments for me to single out just one childhood memory. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I, I would agree. If I was answering that, that would be hard. Because, yeah. you know, and it's funny you said the Cosby's, probably another 
another example of, you know, attracting like-minded people or families, mm-hmm. you know, and being able to honestly sustain our relationship and our friendship because of some of that similarity. And I was talking right. to a friend the other day who said, you know, she felt like we were the Cosby's. And this is why, and I'm shifting gears just a little bit, but yeah. this is why I think college is so important because you meet people mm-hmm. from all different walks of life. And it, yeah. it humbles you, right? It does. And one of the things that she thought was many people came from divorced families. Like she thought it was the norm because right. that's, that's what she grew up with and that's what her friends were dealing with. Mm-hmm. And she came to the house um, and met my parents. It was like, oh, you know, right. this this exists. They're whole black families. And it, it, yeah. it humbled me. I'm gonna tell you to such a degree because that was my norm. Yeah, that we have yes. very few friends, very, uh-huh. few, very few friends who were not in a two parent home, oh, no matter what yeah. that two parent home looked like, there were mm-hmm. few, few of them. And I just feel so blessed, but also very humble that you just, never right. know, you know, right. who you're going to meet or what someone is going through and what your family can do for someone. Right. And yeah. honestly, I, these weren't her exact words, but I feel words, but I feel like it provided some hope that yeah. you know this this can happen you know what I yeah. mean? this mm-hmm. you know i see the the goodness that can come from this yeah. type of environment and yeah you know, i don't want to blow it up like my family is perfect because it's not i'm just saying that it, it still just humbled me that yeah one thought about my family in that way and yeah. that i had this thing yeah you know, and i don't want to take it for granted um yeah and it just kept me really humble. And again, to know that there's another Cosby like family, <laughs> you know, somebody else had, you know, heard that yeah. same comment about their family. I just, it, it makes me feel blessed because I, it helps yeah. me understand. And then also affirms that this is how we came to be where we are today. You know, the mm-hmm. success that we have as, as wives, mothers, you mm-hmm. know, partners, business owners, and yeah. all the things, all the careers that we've had, you know, we would not be here without the success of, our, um, without support of family and the success of right. know, what, what family does. And so mm-hmm. just wanted to add that tidbit. And I think it's cool that, you know, people look at us that way. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I wish I had the cosmic money, but okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> um, what, what's the hardest decision you've ever had to make? Probably having Jasmine. Mm. Um, in college because um, I mean well first of all growing up having a baby out of wedlock was a big deal I mean now I know it may be a lot more accepted and common and and accepted not in a negative way but just not shamed Mm -hmm. like it was when we were coming along Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also growing up in a household where you know my parents were pastors so I was a pastor kid and um just what comes along with that mm-hmm. so um that was a hard decision it was my um junior in school I was rising senior and her dad at the time did not want me to have her mm-hmm. and didn't want to have anything to do um with the pregnancy and not wanting to put that burden on my parents and and just really kind of the shame of it. That was a very difficult decision. And mm-hmm. to still be able to finish school and not um, 
path, a different path, but still not derail me of, of what I wanted to accomplish. Mm. So that was that was hard. Yeah. How did that decision shape you? I, I never really thought of it that way. It was really kind of, um, you know, I made my choice and I just kind of picked myself up and moved on. I mean, obviously it shaped me because I'm, I'm responsible for another person. Yeah. And that, you know, having that fear of a parent of something happening to you, like you, I've never felt that kind of fear before having a, having a child. Because there was really nothing I had to be responsible for to make sure it lived and breathed and, you know, excelled. But I, I don't know that it shaped me so much as me just, you know, getting up and moving forward, which I have a tendency to do. And in some situations, that's good. And in some situations, I'm like, all right, you got to give yourself an opportunity to really grieve or deal with the issue. Because I'm just so used to kind of like, okay, let me just keep going. Yeah. And so, Yeah. Yeah. Have you said that out loud before? No. Mm. I have not. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I felt something in that moment. I just did. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's very real. Because I, I think part of the feeling I, I that kind of oomph was today in church, there was a lady, we were in the balcony. And yeah we were in church and there was a lady who was pregnant and she had another little child by her and me and me and her child, but she was just rubbing yeah. her belly. And and she probably was, you know, any weeks now or any day now. And she was just mm -hmm. rubbing her belly. And I distinctively remember being so afraid mm -hmm. to have the baby. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember feeling like I don't have a choice. I know yeah. how I want this to happen. And, yeah. and but I got to push. I gotta do, you know what I mean? Like I gotta breathe, yeah. all these things. And I just remember having that fear, but then that moment to your point of keeping it moving, like we're here now, like it's, it's go time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do, and yeah. Doing, doing what we have to do yeah. to bring another life into the world. But that fear is very real. And I think that, you know, God did not give us fear to fear. However, there's sometimes we need to sit in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> And feel it so that one, you can recognize it later. But the yeah. other thing is building that that muscle that yeah. moves you forward. And yeah, yeah, I think when you said that, it, I, I, though that wasn't my part of my story, but I get that being an additional part of the thoughts, right? Yeah. And so <clears throat> I thank you for you know sharing that and being transparent. No, you're and, welcome. And, um. That's a very real thing to have to do, you know, and I, I also feel like it's a blessing that we get that experience. Yeah. Like, you know, like we are the ones, not that a man can't have something that he goes through, but God doesn't make any mistakes. He intentionally yeah. made the woman to have to do this thing. Right. 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 And yeah. some parts of it, I still won't understand, but I also have a full appreciation for being the one that was chosen. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. Do you think that was part of the thing that pushed you along? You know, you've been you've been in the church. You've been raised by, you know, right. parents who were pastors in the church. Do you feel like that spirit was on you? Like, the, just getting up and moving or moving to the next thing was because you were covered? Uh, some of it. I think some of it's just my personality mm. of just, I'm going to keep doing what I have to do or move forward. Like, I'm... I've always been a 
an aggressive person and I'm going to just keep going. So some of it, I think, was just me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I remember I worked um, two jobs. I was going to school full time. I uh, leave class, go to one job, leave that job, go to the other job. And I would get home about 2.30 in the morning. Oh my. And my mom begged me not to do it. And I'm like, I, I don't want this burden to fall on you. Because I'm not able to really take care of this child. You know, mm-hmm. so for me, it was just kind of like I had already made it in my mind. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to still go to class. I'm still going to do this. And I just didn't think about it. Now, if I try to do that now, I would pass out. <laughs> I don't know that I <laughs> I don't know that I could do that now. You yeah. know, it was one of those. I didn't know I had that kind of strength kind of thing um, because I don't know that I could do that now. Like I. I mean, if I stay up at 12 o'clock now, I'm like hurting for a few days. I just, so. (laughs) (laughs) So I run me out around 10.30. I just, yeah. But it was a very humbling experience. You know, I even had um, gotten on the business at that time. Mm -hmm. And I remember going down there and seeing people that we went to school with who were kind of looking at me like, what you doing here? And I'm like, look, just just leave me alone. Mind your business. (laughs) Mind your mind your business I'm here to get what you're getting and I mean it was <laughs> it was temporary <laughs> it was a temporary thing <laughs> hey I'm just saying like what you looking at what you looking at I'm watching you watching me like watching my right now why you worried about me <laughs> but it was oh, yeah. just trying to make sure I did what I need to do until I could get a full-time job and be you know yeah. Um, more financially stable. So, you know, it was just, but I do that in general. Like when things happen, I just kind of, you know, pull up the bootstraps and I just go and mm-hmm. try to make it work or yeah. move forward. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. And and I can appreciate you, you know, wanting to, you know, relieve your parents of some, you know what I'm saying? Some, some yeah. Burden. You know, I think yeah. I, I'm sure they appreciate that, but they were also like, "But Nikki, you got you." But you also right. were like, "But no, <laughs> I, right. you know, this is my thing. This is my responsibility." Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, to me, that's a sign of great parenting too. That you were able to, you know, have that level of humility, but also take that that high level of responsibility. You know, yeah. Because I too, you know, would feel, I remember having to go and apply for unemployment and just looking mm-hmm. around feeling like, how many people in here have been treated unfairly? Mm-hmm. And now I'm sitting beside them because mm-hmm. I'm one of those people, you mm-hmm. know, and only to be denied. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, no, I, I so appreciate that, you know, you sharing that. So, what is your legacy? I think what, it would be. I would say my kids, if I can, that's something I wrestle with, right? Because I think as a um, a woman and a business owner trying to be successful, it is a very tricky balance. I was just talking to my husband about that the other day. I'm like, man, I just, you know, part of me wants to go, go, go. But then I got these little ones that that time is going to go and I don't want to regret um, not being there for them for the sake of me being successful yeah. and if I'm successful but they're not then you know what does that say about me yeah. so to me my legacy would be their success and it doesn't necessarily have to be them being a successful business owner mm-hmm. I want them to be happy healthy 
individuals contributing to society in whatever way that you know they feel led to do without the pressures of saying oh you got to be have your doctorate or I need you to be an attorney I need you to be a surgeon you know I really could care less about that if they decide to be trash collectors and they're happy and they're good at their job and doing a good job and they're successful then that to me would be my legacy that she did a good did right by her children that's really what I want yeah that's awesome I love that Who's the person in the trenches that gets the least amount of credit? That's the person probably, for you? Probably Flip. Probably my husband. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's probably him. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. Yeah, okay. It's definitely him. If you were selected for, let's call it the Realtors Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And you know, just like in the NBA, when they are elected to be in the Hall of Fame. They can choose who stands beside them when they give their speech. Yeah. Yeah. Who was who will be standing beside you when you give your speech? Definitely be Flip. Because yeah. we've built this thing together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he wasn't really involved in real estate before we got together, but we share the same passion. And for him, it's kind of all or nothing, you know. Every now and again, I'm like, oh, maybe we need plan B, C, D, and E. He's like, look, plan A going to work, okay? <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Plan A going to work. So mm-hmm. it definitely would be him because, again, he really kind of took me from one level to so many others. Yeah. And um, I would not be where I am right now, obviously without God, but without him yeah. really giving me that push and encouragement. Yeah. Would you say that he took your confidence to a, a different level? He he did, and he took my exposure to a different level. Okay. Okay. Um, he, yeah. He, he really did. And... One thing I would say about him, because we had totally different backgrounds growing up, mm-hmm. and I really um, admire the self-growth that he puts in himself, and yeah. always trying to do better, and grow better, and yeah. be better, and we're you know, constantly checking in with each other, and he's using that growth to even prop me up in our real estate business. So, definitely, he's a lot more involved and hands-on that people probably know. Gotcha. That's awesome. I love that. <clears throat> it's a beautiful thing. We can find a partner, someone to do life with. Yeah. Who's not just doing life with you. They're also, right. you know, you're, you're producing fruit <laughs> yeah. from many places. And yeah. you know, that, again, uh, an, invalu- an invaluable part yeah. Life. Um. And everyone, you know, doesn't get to have that experience. I'm, I'm glad and blessed that to hear that you're having that experience. So, what yeah. group of people, you know, with your legacy and you know, you building this um, family field type of business, mm-hmm. what what group of people do you hope to inspire, or did you already have an intended group of people you wanted to inspire? Um. I would say two groups, and one of them may be kind of odd, but the first group would definitely be young black women, right? Because I think I have a story with coming from the Cosby family, being a single mom, um, getting to this place where I am today, because everybody has a story. Like, you don't know what people have gone through to get to where they are. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely say the young black women 
um, I would like to be relatable and someone who can impart some wisdom to them in that regard. But the other group, oddly enough, I would say would be um, Caucasians because I want them to see this brown, successful um, woman and break the stereotypes that they may have. Um, we have a award ceremony with my um, Fathom, which is a brokerage company. And, you know, they have food and everybody socializes and all that. And I didn't go at first, but then the last couple of years I have gone. I've gotten the, one of the top producer awards. Nice. And I mainly go because I want them to see this brown face. Okay. So because it's not very many of us um, that are, at, at least in my firm, I can't speak for others. Yeah. And so <laughs> I... I want to kind of break that stereotype. Like anytime I get a client that is not a person of color, it's always shocking to me. And I know it shouldn't be. Unfortunately, I, I feel like they could have gone with anyone mm-hmm. for them to pick a black realtor to me really says a lot about them and their belief in me and their trust in me. Mm-hmm. And it's nice that they get to know me on a personal level. So if there's any negative images or thoughts or interactions that they've had with people of color hopefully I can change that I mean even my husband has said some of his friends are like look you know when things were going on with George Floyd and all of that and even now they say man I didn't realize that kind of stuff happened like they felt safe enough to ask him can we talk I want to know yeah and that I thought was huge that they were open to learning about the different struggles it is being a person of color in this country so again that may be an odd group but I want I want them to see us in a different way yeah no that's absolutely not an odd group because now more than ever it's so important for them to search for their understanding you know yes you know Flip was able to have an opportunity to do but also just you know see the other side right of what the news portrays or what they've always known right they knew to be true about right women of color correct women of color they already knew yes. out there from black men yeah even, even to the point of success right yeah <laughs> because they were still put out on the forefront if we go all the way back to you know the was it the 13th amendment you know right deciding that i am a person and i'm a yes. of the united states of america for the before we could even get a place. <laughs> right. Took the black men in that place before you would take a, a female, let alone a black. Yes. And so I think that desire is absolutely not odd. And I think more of us should join that that bus with you. And I, I would absolutely be the first to sign up and I, I support it. I love that. Um, and I'm glad you said it out loud. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. So we're almost done. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. <laughs> so this portion of the show is called Finish This Statement. All right. So you're going to finish the following statements. I'll, we'll, we'll, okay. we'll, I'll say each one and then you'll finish it. So okay. Roll them off and then you got to try to remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I am. Uh, I would say fearless. Sometimes, most of the time. 
That's what came to mind. I would argue that is all the time. All right. <laughs> My favorite song is Billie Jean all day. Yes. Girl, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm saying right. No, that's right. I'm about to act straight fool they put on some Billie Jean. Like it came out last night. I love it. Okay. My wife is um definitely the the kids. And well, twofold. I would say one would be God because I do want to be a positive representative. And the other would be my my children. I love that. People think I am, but I am really. Um. So people think I'm wild and crazy, which that is true. But I can be very private, and I don't think people know that. Mm. So I have this ability, and it's not intentional, but I can really get to know someone without them really knowing me. Mm. And I'm just, I'm more private than, I don't think people see that because I'm so silly, wild, crazy, funny. And even though I can be loud, um, my business is discreet, if that makes sense. I can see that. Mm-hmm. There's some scenarios that come to mind. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not for the podcast. Okay. <laughs> Last statement. I get really nervous when... Definitely the public speaking, which is so bizarre to me because I'm such a people person. And it goes back to, you know, when I was talking about the acting and all of that. Like, I don't have a problem speaking to someone one-on-one or in a group setting. You know, I'll just act cut up. But the moment that somebody wants me to speak in front of people, it's just like I have to really kind of gather myself. So... Okay, if you would, before we sign off, mm-hmm. tell us about Invest Well and how we can connect with you in that in that business. Well, um, Invest Well is kind of my baby. It was um, again we started off doing rehab and and we still are doing that. Um, you could connect with me at investwell.com. Um, our goal is not just rehab but we're trying to give someone a a home and you know we in a society today where you have a lot of flippers and investors and you know we try to go a little extra with ours Um, we try to make sure we're not cutting any corners making sure that um we address major issues i mean a lot of times we will put a lot more into our properties that cut our profit just to make sure that we're doing the right thing by somebody. We want to do something with integrity. So, um, if anyone had a property that they wanted to sell or in some kind of trouble or um, they could just reach out to us. Even if it's something that we don't can't do, then if someone, especially if they're in trouble, we definitely would try to connect them with the right person. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. It's still growing. It's, it's still new. Yeah, no, that's good. But people need to know because I think the business can grow when you're helping people. It's like we talked about earlier. You make a statement yeah. or you provide advice and you feel yourself yeah. grow when you're speaking about it. And I think business is the same because you don't know 
everything, everybody's, mm -hmm. you know, going to be different and have a different need. And so doing, having the opportunity to do some research and learn something new can only be beneficial for both, you know? Um, and so you never know, you might see that type of scenario again. So I think that's awesome. And yeah. I just want to thank all my listeners for listening to Documenting Dreams with my guest, Nikki Harvey, a.k.a. Nikki B., my neighborhood <laughs> bestie <laughs> from North Carolina. And I just want to thank you for being here. I love you so much. I'm grateful for this friendship that we've cultivated for more than 20 years. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were definitely one of my first best friends when we moved into that neighborhood, and that has not changed. And I'm forever grateful for that. You are a gift, and I truly believe you're walking in your gift, and God is going to bless you because of that. And so, thank you for all the things that you're doing, and I can't wait to hear more. Oh, thank you.